Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If I ruled the world, this is the song everybody wants to rule the world. If I ruled the world we would not have high drug prices. They would be reasonable. It would be all okay. Teachers would make more money. That would be wonderful. Uh, people would not slap each other or feel the need to. A lot of things would happen differently. But alas, friends, I don't rule the world. And honestly, I don't want that job because that sounds really hard. But um, here to answer some questions I have about all of those things is Stephen Belton, the president and CEO of the Urban League Twin Cities, as he is, as he always joins us on Tuesdays. Uh, Stephen, welcome. Thank you. I'm all about world domination, Jordana. So just, just, just so we know. So you, you, said know. That out, you said that out loud, Stephen. You meant to yeah, think I mean, it. I was, yeah, I was. That was my that was my inside thought. I used my inside thoughts. Outside. Sorry. Yeah. Although I think it would be better run if Stephen ran it. So yeah, I think I, I would too. vote for you uh, if I got a choice. Um, speaking of that, running running the show, being the leader of the free world, um, what do you think about? age limits for the president. And, and the reason we ask is because Elon Musk, you know, made a statement about age limits. He doesn't like the president anyway, but it did sp- kind of spur the question, should there be upper age limits to be president of the United States? What do you think about that? Well, I think when we get upper limits for billionaires, then I, I think I'm going to have that discussion, yeah. especially, especially mega, mega, mega billionaires. So we, yeah. maybe we should maybe we should, if, if Elon yeah. Musk is willing to talk about billion limits, that is to put a cap on his earnings, then I'm willing to put an a cap on the age of the presidency. You know, the, obviously I've been tongue in cheek, but. The truth is, I don't think this really introduces anything new into the public discourse. I think there have always been questions about, you know, the age of the president. But let's keep in mind that when George Washington was president, you know, the average age of presidents was probably, the average lifespan of uh, of adults was probably in the 50s, if not the late 40s. And uh, it has increased over time. So how do even if you're serious about this, and I don't, think it's a good idea. I think it's an ageist idea because I don't think age is an indication of capacity. Um, but even if it is a good idea, how do you determine, you know, how do you grow? How do you mature? How do you adjust for advances in medicine? Uh, how do you advance, How do you adjust for the exceptional human being that may defy your expectations about what an octogenarian or someone older might be able to do? So I, I think it's a specious idea by somebody who uh, like who's very capable and very adept at uh, at making sound bites and saying things that capture the public's imagination. But I don't give it much. Uh, I don't 
put much time thinking into it and don't give it a lot of value. Yeah, I, look, he's a genius, but that when it comes to making cars and rockets, but that yeah. doesn't mean yeah. he's a genius across the board. And and I admire yeah. Elon Musk, but I think he's a little bitter. It's it's a little bit of always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Biden, for whatever reason, won't utter the T word, won't mention Tesla, and he takes it personally. So yeah, hey. Uh, Stephen, we need to ask you about the slap seen and heard around the world. This oh whole thing has been overblown, perhaps. But what what are your takeaways? At the end of the day, it's a teachable moment for everybody, isn't it? It is. I think the teaching that I'd like to see elevated is that, um, you know, a physical response to a verbal instigation is never appropriate. And so you had... Uh, you know, Will Smith used a physical assault to respond to what he regarded as a verbal assault. And, uh, you know, what's the old adage? You know, sticks and stones may break my bones. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, Will Smith elevated that to, a, you know, a slap a, you know, a, a set of phalanges uh, hurling at you can certainly break your bones or, you know, can cause, you know, damage. And it was just inappropriate for any number of reasons. And I think the teaching here, there's a couple of things. One, that what I just mentioned, that you don't respond with violence to a verbal provocation. Second, there's a deeper level here. You know, Jada Pickett-Smith is fully capable of defending herself. She did not need her husband or any man to jump in and defend her honor. So ultimately, this was about Will Smith. Um, deal. It was about his honor, and it was really about his lack of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is really our capacity to control and to direct our emotions in difficult situations. And he just lost control here because he was offended, because he saw his wife getting something said about him. Now, someone who has lived with an elected official, a powerful and uh, incapable woman who people take pot shots at all the time. I can tell you, I'm provoked and angered when people have said things about my wife, but never have I felt like I needed or that I had agency to be able to respond to that in a physical confrontation. Now, let me put on my pastor's hat for just a second, and I'll conclude. Nobody wants to be judged by their worst movement, by their biggest mistake. And this, from a career perspective, was a huge mistake for Will Smith. But there's a teachable moment for him here. And that is he needs to understand that his power, his ability, his capacity to generate millions and millions of dollars. Because we're talking about millionaire behavior here. He's a millionaire. Chris Rock's a millionaire. That is all based on the public's confidence and trust. And indeed, their endearment of him. And he shot all of that with a single moment of losing control because he thought this was about him and he assumed that his ability to do this, because you saw when he did it, he walked away smiling. He was in his feelings and not thinking about the way that he got here and the platform on which he stands. And so he's got some learning to do. I think he's already done it. He's issued a public apology to Chris Rock, Chris Rock finally, um, but it's not enough. I think there needs to be some accountability for yeah. it. Yeah, well, well said. Wow. Gosh, I'm so glad we asked. Yeah. Because I, I, that was fascinating. So thank you. And I often think that anger management is a life skill that we all learn way too late and should be taught yeah. at, at an elementary level. We should be teaching skills at a very young age. And some, some schools are, you know, some meditation, some taking a beat, you know, even as early as kindergarten and things like that which is sort of a non-so-seamless segue 
into my next question for you, Stephen. The teacher strike is over. So I'm curious to know your, your thoughts on how it was settled and if, uh, you know, folks in your camp that are chatting about it, you know, if you know any teachers, if you know any parents, if they are satisfied with the outcomes and you think it was a good, um, um, see, yeah, yeah, chemo brain here, I need some words. Good outcome. Uh, cooperation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was, it, was it a good enough cooperation on both sides to move forward and get kids back in school? Well, first, I'm grateful that they reached a settlement. Uh, second, you know, I can tell you that in any kind of compromise, you know, people lick their wounds and think of, immediately begin to think about what they didn't get or what they gave up in the course of doing that. Uh, where, what I'm hoping doesn't get lost uh, in all of this, in the calculation of the value of the strike, and both sides are trying to calculate that. What I hope doesn't get lost is that children were harmed through this. And and we don't even know to the extent to which they are harmed. But it wasn't just, you know, the lost days. It was more importantly the lost learning. They were already behind because of the pandemic. And this, uh, whatever it was, two- or three-week strike just pushed them back further. And that's not okay. It's not okay to have, uh, I said this last week when you asked me about it, to hold them hostage or put them in the middle of this uh, is just not okay. And it seems to me that both sides lost side of that. And so I'm hoping that they will very quickly uh, get to focusing on the kids. Now, the kids and the parents lost, because I've talked to a lot of parents who are just ticked off. They're glad it's over, but they're saying it's awfully late because they had to make arrangements, had to stay home, had to lose income for one parent to be able to stay home and had to make arrangements. And all of that is bad for families and bad for communities and bad for kids. Wow. Stephen, you should run for office. I, I know at this point, uh, <laughs> why would you do that? Uh, but uh, but I'm, I'm I'm prepared to announce my uh, candidacy for dog catcher. If they, dog if catcher? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think I'm, I think I'm qualified. Maybe would, I can learn in the job. But <laughs> you would be the best one ever. Um, Stephen Belton, thank you for your words of wisdom. You always come through, and, and we're so glad you're on our show and on our air here on CCO. Uh, wish you the best. We'll catch you next week. Thank you, Steve. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's a delight. Bye-bye. Wow. Yeah, he's I, he's so good because you can just throw anything at him. Yeah. And um, he's always got something wise to say yep. about it. Yeah. Yep. I wish we did learn anger management early in but, George, our life. Even just some meditation uh, it would be so helpful. Should it come from parents or school or both? But it has to be both. I think... First of all, humans are flawed. No one's ever parented 100% right ever in the history of parenting. So they would have written that book and we'd all be doing it right. So let's teach it in the school. The kids are captive audiences in the school. If the parents aren't going to take it uh, upon themselves to teach that, okay. But at least the kids will have a base for the school. They will be open to these ideas. They will have some skills. They will have usable knowledge that they can do in moments of anger. So I 100% think this should be taught in school. It's non-denominational. It's not like a religious uh, thing. It's I know, skills. But life at, skills. A, at a time when a lot of curriculum, a lot of teachers are, are being mm. micromanaged, right? I mean, mm. critical race theory was just the opening act. Now it's like we want to see what you're teaching our kids. So I could see some parents saying, you're indoctrinating our children that should come from us that should come from mom and dad at home we don't want you teaching those things that our kids should be taught by us at home that's on us to do and i i just see that argument coming up more and more as we go forward what should be taught in school 
What should be taught at home? <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 